This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Lance Reddick, and you're watching Geekscape. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to another week of Geekscape. Uh, I'm Jonathan Lennon over here on your left side, and this is the uh, podcast that covers movies, video games, and comic book news and reviews for the last week. Uh, and every week I'm joined by a guest host, Matt Belknap. Is my uh, guest this Hello. week And if you guys have listened to Jimmy Pardo's podcast uh, Doug Benson's podcast Doug Loves Movies yeah. You're the producer of those podcasts yep. But every now and then you, you do like the Baba Booey And you show up on the podcast I'm, right? I'm also considered a co-host on Never Not right. Funny I, I occasionally am a guest on Doug Loves Movies yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, do you like that? Because sometimes I pull uh, you know, my, my own you know, mm-hmm. camera operator Like uh, Brian Walton Wave for the audience Yeah the thumb, the thumb <laughs> shark, uh, and Matt Kelly's been joining us. I don't fucking know why don't recently. Know he just sits there. Um, sometimes I pull them in here, sure. and they don't always like it. Right? right? I mean, do, do they harp on you as producer? Uh, you do have to. You you have to be ready to um, take some abuse, but that's okay. I mean, especially with comedians, like there's going to be some ball busting, and, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I, I I enjoy it. I've been doing it a long time, so I'm used to that. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's actually a lot of fun. I mean, that's why I wouldn't have gotten into it if I didn't have fun talking to comedians. And Can you explain to these guys that I'm going to abuse them? Because like, I, yeah. I, I get the, I, I get phone calls and emails afterwards. There's a difference between getting capped on by Jimmy Pardo like, yeah. and Doug Benson than being capped on. I know, by you. I know. I, you like, know what? I, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. It's good, a good, good answer. It's a high, high quality of capping, but he doesn't cry. Is the other thing. <laughs> All right. If you guys listen quietly, like some of the episodes, you can actually hear Walton's soul being destroyed. On the side And it sounds like Please stop No Please Just stop Move on Next subject Please I think we're doing it right when now When you're like Five minute stretches Of how high Hey Like no just Sp- Stop giving me material And I'll stop Running that material All Here's right? what you have to do Because here's what happens Yes best advice Yes this is it's, good This, this is productive This is going to help, help you, you a lot And actually Matt might be The, the guy you're looking for But okay. uh, on Never Not Funny It used to be Jimmy and I and uh, our friend Mike Schmidt, another comedian, and we just did it in Jimmy's dining room. And then, um, you know, as time went on, we sort of were like, "Well, let's let's find a real studio." We, like, so we rented a space. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> I know it's it's gorgeous, <laughs> but Jimmy had a, Jimmy had a uh, he had a, a, a son, uh, and so he was starting a family, and it just seemed weird that we were right. in his dining room. So <laughs> he just made on. it look like a card game. Yeah, <laughs> I just interfered with life. I think is the main thing, but. Uh, as time went on, we you know things got more elaborate. We used to just be audio, then we added video, so we had a video guy, and then we got to a point where we're like, I think we should have an intern. We need somebody to look things up on the internet, so we don't have to, 
you know, waste time looking things up ourselves. So now there's me, I'm on camera and on mic and Jimmy's the host and we always have a guest. And then there's these two other guys and the two other guys now get all the abuse. And so I'm, I'm pretty much free and clear. So what I'm, what I'm telling you is that you need to get, you need an intern, you need another camera guy, you need more, more crew (laughs) below you. Okay. So that you're a senior guy oh, so and the shit trickles down yeah yeah yeah, all right, yeah. All right. so uh, in related news brian gilmore's coming back to the show <laughs> if only uh to be the uh the, the fucking the shit receiver lit up. <laughs> the forums just went oh god gilmore's coming back and that's either a positive or a negative either way he'll be catching the majority of the shit uh brian gilmore you're on notice um so, how long have you been doing, uh, it, and keep in mind, the, the podcast that, that uh, Matt's talking about can be, find at, uh, can be found at Pardocast.com. Pardcast.com. Pardcast. Yeah. It's a play Pardcast. on podcast. Yeah. Pardcast.com. Yeah. Uh, it That's w- almost as clever as Smodcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Smodcast, and then uh, yeah. who's our Canadian friend, the comedian who, who um, came up, uh, what's it, ah, his name is on the, uh, I don't know. Ah, oh, this is why you need an intern, intern uh, would be what like, what was his name, Sean, Sean Cullen, yeah, yeah Sean Cullen, oh, yeah, yeah. he does Sean Pod, yeah. and it's all Pod, fuck, we should have named this shit fucking, fuck Geekscape, and Paul F. Tompkins has the Pod F. Tompcast, oh, that's not bad, that's pretty good, right, that's not bad, <laughs> but don't you think the guys are going to confuse it with each other, how long have you been doing this, uh, the, well, we were there the... first, so everyone okay. else can fuck off, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it's um, the internet, get naked, yeah, uh, we started in 2006, mm-hmm. uh, so we're, we're into our sixth year now, and, um, and yeah, I mean, does it ever get sad? <laughs> well, that's why we started charging. We were talking about this before, right? We, uh, before yeah, we you guys on. charged for the podcast, and I yeah. said I will never charge for this podcast. Yeah, I think you know we did we did two years uh, free, and we were like, boy, where's this going? We we tried to find advertisers. She means um, like, uh, my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a family, but it was more about like, hey, this is a prof- I'm, I'm, I'm This is not about me because I would right. probably just still be doing it, but. He's a professional entertainer. He goes out on the road and, and gets right. paid to perform. And so he's performing on the internet uh, in a similar way. And it just seemed like, well, well how are we going to you know, monetize this? Because it's, it, is, it does start to eat away, I think, at a performer's soul to be well, it's your sort time of giving your it's, stuff away. It's your away. work. It's your time. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and do you think it erodes his, his road value if he's well, giving away humor for free there's, elsewhere? There's two ways of looking at that. I mean, like, he's very much a guy who works in the moment and, and, and does a lot of crowd work when he's performing live. And so the podcast is very similar to his stage act, whereas other comedians might go up and tell they, they're joke writers they write jokes and then they perform them and then if they're doing a podcast they're talking they're having a conversation it's so a different it's, it's experience different thing. Yeah. but yeah for jimmy it really is kind of like well this is this this is a, a is a conversational version of his stage act and um i don't think it erodes it you know you could look at it the other way and say it was building his fan base because mm-hmm. you know he was you know new people were finding jimmy pardo because of the podcast so a lot of comics think of it as promotional and they don't worry about making money but we were sort of like we we get, there's only two ways to go with this like we're either gonna you know take a step forward and, and make this something legit or we're gonna stop doing it because it just felt like kind of it did start to feel kind of sad the, the fact that there are so many hands involved does mm-hmm. that add in add a need to make it like a financial well, thing as well that was a big part of it is like we wanted to do more with it like because you like mentioned interns video. you don't pay those people yeah well we actually <laughs> do which is weird like you would think that the whole point of an intern they're not called interns they're anymore not yeah our intern is technically a production assistant right. but we just call him an intern because it makes him feel bad <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep him in his place you know right but um 
Yeah, I mean, we wanted to do video. We were just an audio podcast. We wanted to, but we wanted to do it. No offense to you guys, but like, we felt like you know we want to we want to do this multi camera and have some edit, and that's a lot of work. I wasn't it's able like some to Star do that. Wars shit. You wanted to add there. Yeah, yeah. It was it was serious stuff, and and so we just were sort of like, well, w- let's see what happens if mm-hmm. we just say it's twenty bucks for six months, and that's twenty six episodes. It? Yeah, yeah, it that's ends been, up being that's like, fine. Yeah, it's like seventy something cents a, 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 an episode, and um, and then people can get video for five dollars more per season, and 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 then so for twenty five dollars you get the entire season, yeah, video and all that. And do you guys yeah. put out extras that are yeah, no cost? There's bonus stuff, which is just like we record live shows of Jimmy's and put mm-hmm. them out as bonuses or our live shows because we we now are like performing. We're we're doing the podcast live, right? Like in and that's podcast.com. Yeah, I mean that yeah. sounds fine. Yeah, if it, you if you're putting that into it, then yeah. it sounds great. The main thing was that we built a fan base and people were really supportive and and mm-hmm. and uh, and you know they were great. And so we felt like let's um, take their money away from them. They're, <laughs> they're so nice to us. Oh, you like it? Yeah, you're willing to pay for it. <laughs> no, but it, it's yeah, it's a, it's a small. It seems like for people who like the show, it's it's a reasonable amount of money. And there's 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes of every episode is still free mm-hmm. um, and available on iTunes. Like drugs. So, right. Yeah. We're basically we watched The Wire and we were like, hey, that. Avon Barksdale has a <laughs> give it away for free a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So we were trying to follow that. But if you do the stringer bell route, you make it through about three fourths and then, yeah. then th- things stringer, catch up to you. By the way, I that only came up because I'm I'm going through the whole series right now. So for the first time? For the first time? Yeah. So don't, okay, okay, shit. don't say anything okay. about season five, because I just finished season four. So okay. So just let's make all the fun jokes we want about the first. You are season. late to that party, man. I know that, I was and that's the last a fucking guy. great party, by the it's way. It's a great party. Uh, How awesome is that second season that's just completely removed about the from docks? Everything? Yeah, like yeah, suddenly you're on so the docks good. for some reason. You're like, what? The the, the tall guy in the docks uh, episode uh, uh, in the in the dock season just play, just acted for a buddy of mine's feature and. He's a phenomenal actor. The the, the tall, tall guy, guy. The, you know the tall the, the main character in the doc uh, Frank season. Sabatka. Yeah, who's who's uh, who's like uncle or father or something is one of the doc union people and oh, he, oh, and you're he brings about his buddy the kid. In, yeah, the yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. And the, the, his girlfriend in that Wire season 2 is the hottest girl who's been on the show. The uh, hottest fucking girl yeah, who's been on that naked. show. Yeah, she's naked. She's naked. Totally All that. I'd vote Frank Sabatka. Yeah. I, I'd vote for him. <laughs> Yeah, why not? I mean, he has my interests at heart. Like, if you're out of work for a week, he just hands you a stack of money. How do you beat that? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. You don't have to ask where it came from. Just what, what's crazy is, um, you watch that show and then you see them go on to other shows and they're completely British. <laughs> you know, like, like <laughs> yeah, totally, Everybody. like, 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 like the uh, dude who plays the um, the mayor, Carcetti. Uh, he's like Scottish, Carcetti, and he's in Game of Thrones. Right. And then you've got my 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 boy Stringer Bell. Yeah, he's. I mean, Go to BBC America and, and watch Luther. Luther, yeah. Uh, like Walton and I watched Luther. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard that's great. Oh my head. Cool. It, I have that. On and it's DVD. just six episodes, so like, yeah, it ain't awesome. gonna it ain't gonna bend you backwards. Well, look, I'm still trying to get through the wire. I'll probably get to that one in like 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm um, right there with you. The wire is great. Uh, any other TV you would recommend to the audience? Like, like, what is your thing right now? Oh my god. Well, we can do of TV. Of course, Breaking Bad. Like to me. Greatest. Maybe now the greatest I haven't season. started season four. Oh, I'm, I'm finishing up season three yeah. right now. Well, season I heard four rumor, is just getting going, like and I heard it, rumor that it may have jumped the shark. Is that not I applicable d- I at all? I disagree. I think it's I think it's too early to say that. Um, it's it's getting you know it would be insane if it were if it were able to keep up the level because I thought like but it does. I know. Well, that's the thing. Season three 
like after season two, you're like, well, there's no way it could be any better. But season three, like, took it to another level, and you're like, no fucking way. And then, so season four has a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. But and 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 right now, it's only three or four episodes in, so they're still building. You know, it's it's what it's that season's about. Nothing like the, the first, it was the first or second episode. Something super, you know, crazy happens. But it's not that crazy. But it's it's pretty like shocking. And then after that, it's like <clears throat> what you based got? on the billboard. Uh, the crazy thing that happened was it aliens invading because he didn't test properly. <laughs> yeah, uh, he we, looks like half like Morgan. Freeman. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, he looks like yeah, he looks like it looks like Martin Freeman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the are you also watching the um, the Walking Dead and the Mad Men and I love the, like, the triumvirate of yeah, AMC? Yeah, I, I didn't get into Walking Dead. I tried to, and um, it became the Talking Dead. I was I just well. Not even that. Like I just had too much on my plate to like uh, to um, to devote to it. It it just like okay. Here's the thing. It was only six episodes, man. Like what's going on here? Is that true? It was only last season was only six episodes. Oh, I thought it was like ten or twelve. Okay, well maybe I still have it. This coming season's thirteen. Okay, okay. See, here's the thing. I have a a a small daughter, a two year old, and like she's exhausting to to be raising her is is a a lot of work. And so you straps just like strap her down for an hour while you watch. I think that would probably work, but I don't know. I have dogs. I put them in crates. Put your daughter in a crate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. That's awful. I'm gonna advice. think about it. I'm gonna think about it. But but you may be onto something. But but you also may be um, a bad person deep down inside you. Um, not that deep. It's yeah. not that deep. But I guess I guess I just like that show was so intense. Like I, I my wife and I end of a long day sat down. And we we're like, hey, let's let's give this a spin right. on the old uh, DVR and. Um, and the first episode, first of all, we didn't realize that the first episode was the two hours. So it's it was like, we're basically stuff, yeah. sitting down to watch a movie, which is like a lot when you're starting at 10 o'clock and you're tired. So we were just like, oh boy. And then it's just like, it's like a, it's a zombie movie. And I love zombie movies, but it was um, a little too intense for when you want to just kind of relax right. and escape a little bit. Right. Although that, saying that as the guy who loves Breaking Bad, which is so fucking intense. Like <laughs> you, go, you go to bed in a bad mood. Yeah, well, that's that's a really good point. Like uh, if people can't hear her, uh, Matt off mic, it's it's like I like a nice compact story. And uh, and that, yeah, it was like, whoa, I'm really committing to a lot of slow, you know, whatever. I mean, so, coming off a kid and like knowing that's the next 18 years of your life at least. Yeah. Like, I understand you might have commitment issues. It might just be, right. Well, it The might wire just, probably fucking scared the shit out of you and you're, you're almost through it. I think you're a stronger right. man than you give yourself credit for. Well, when The Wire was on, I remember feeling like I'd already missed the boat when people were talking about it when it was still on. But I was watching Abandonment issues. Should I know, lie down on the get, couch? No, Geekscape, we do the real shit here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, But let me, let me hit, like, so those are, like yeah i love mad men i love breaking bad um what else do i watch i mean i i mean my wife works on futurama so i love mm-hmm. futurama i watch that all the time um i love uh, 30 rock and you know i just i, I kind of stick to the basics mm-hmm. and um let people browbeat me into watching the like stuff that right you know that's why eventually it's i do awesome. like jonathan likes to browbeat Okay, good. I'm a browbeater. Go ahead, hit me with what's your no, like, what's your um, sleeper pick? No, no, no. You're 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 about on par with with what we're at, what we watch. You yeah, know, yeah. like like you you can't. Oh, commit. Louis, Louis. Do you guys watch Louis? I I, oh, I, I don't watch a lot of the sitcom stuff. Like I started watching Parks and Recreation just because it's Love such that. a fucking yeah. awesome show. It's great. Yeah, that um, was I was late to that too, but I finally caught up uh, mm-hmm. this past year, and I'm like, yeah. Did you it. get to see any of that Falling Skies? No, I didn't. Season what? finale was last week. I haven't seen it, but it, it's all on my DVR. I've seen like the first six that episodes. That was a slow burn to a really of awesome. Falling Skies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Falling Skies, you're going to watch the first three episodes of Falling Skies, and I almost gave up on it. Uh, but my wife had knee surgery, mm-hmm. so she was captive on the couch, and <laughs> I knew that she was going in and out of sleep, and you know she was on drugs. So I was like, you know what? I'm not totally giving up on this Fallen Skies yet. I'm gonna watch a couple of the older episodes, and I started watching it, and she's like going in and out of it. I think, I think if if you're me, if you're like a, a genre fan, or if you're like Walton. Like you're gonna dig it, but yeah, there's a slow burn, like yeah, you said. It's a slow burn. If you're on drugs like my wife, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> like, like she's kind of into it now, but keep yeah. in mind she was like popping Vicodin like crazy. Out of a ten episode season, it's a lot of build up. Episode five is when you start getting into it, and mm-hmm. then that season finale, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Is that where they start taking the kids? No, that was five? episode uh, seven and eight. And that was right. Yeah, that was cool. You, you, you're gonna get it. The Falling Skies. Yeah, you, 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 you'll, you'll get to it. Um, but here's the thing. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of really great shows are a little bit rough at the start. Like I thought Mad Men started really slow and it was like, it was a chore sometimes to like the, watch the first couple. And I've actually felt that way about The Wire too. Mm-hmm. Like it's, they, oh yeah, they, big they time. They throw you into the deep end with tons of characters and you're just like, I, I don't even know what these people are saying. They speak funny and uh, either it's That's like... That's racist. Well, no, I'm talking about the cops. The cops have like these crazy okay. jargon. It's it's Baltimore, uh, or Baltimore, if you will. Right. <laughs> but I just, uh, I just like I was like, whoa, there's too many people to figure out what's going on. But then another one of your issues. Ultimately, okay. oh, man, agoraphobic. <laughs> agoraphobic. Yeah, you, you don't even I'm leave sure your house. That's the right you don't word leave your house. Are you are you are you back? No, no. Agoraphobic. Like, are you okay in malls or public parks? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'd love to shop. Okay, I'm gonna cross that one out. Then you're good. Uh, I, might be, I might be a shopaholic. Okay. <laughs> I might um, go the other direction. So, those are the shows you watch. We're getting to know you, We're like psychologically. You should watch Louis. Personally. Though. Now I'm going to browbeat okay. you. Okay. Lou, Louis is amazing. I don't know if you know Louis C.K. Yes, of course. Um, his, his his comedy is is great, but his show is like, to me, it's like even though he's a different comedian, a totally different voice than Woody Allen. His the style of his show and like the just. I, I just think it's like late 70s Woody Allen level mm-hmm. amazingness happening in a sitcom format. Not even sitcom, but in a half hour. Yeah. Are you, are you, honesty coming out of that show. Yeah. That's good. Dane Cook was on it like two episodes ago. Yeah. And that's like the big thing is Dane Cook supposedly took his jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. like he confronted But didn't he, didn't he write for him? No. It wasn't Louis, an official Louis wrote writing for job. Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened with, and this that's funny you bring that up because this kind of, Louis is, I run a message board called The Special Thing. and it's Is a, it at a, a specialthing.com? That is exactly where it okay. is. That, that is where you can find that. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's a comedy nerd message board, and, and Louis is a member. He, he, not as much anymore, but he posts there, and, mm-hmm. um, and Patton Oswalt does, and Doug Benson does, and a lot of people do. So, you um, charge them? No, <laughs> you don't charge that. Okay. Um, it's it's you free. Fucking capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how I, I feel like. I, that's like I. That's free. A lot of stuff is free, so, so that I can not feel guilty about other things. Being you feel a lot of guilt, pay. Catholic? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but but Louis, that actually came up on a special thing. That that whole thing started. I don't know if it started, but basically, someone was like, "Hey, Louis, uh, you know, Dane Cook has a joke that's a lot like." this joke on your mm-hmm. first CD and so it turned into this thing where I think what, what, what? Louis called him and confronted him and Dane was like I don't know what you're talking about there's you know there's a whole idea of parallel thought but there was of also course. like people knew that like people could say well I know Dane was in the room and saw he's seen you do those jokes prior to whenever he was doing them and if you look at them case by case there's just like it's, it's verbatim it's, it's not even no it's not that it's verbatim it's just more like there's too many 
it's 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 not it can't be a coincidence when there's like three or four different instances it just hits the same beats yeah Yeah. well it's it's more i mean and and they're not look even louis i think would admit they're not the most original and he doesn't i don't think he's doing them anymore but it's it's like it still kind of feels weird and you feel like well someone has to step in but there are comics who just literally don't care I've been know? dating your ex-girlfriend <laughs> I've been dating Carlos, I was, did he ever repeat Joe so? Louis like he's like the most prolific J- yeah. in history Lu- yeah that's true that's a good point Louis like basically doing a new hour every year that's his mm-hmm. thing like he'll he'll develop an hour of, of stand up and then do it on tour and then some of it ends up in his show sometimes he's done like three or four uh, specials um like concert film type specials that and then once they're done he throws the material away and starts over so yeah it doesn't even really matter because he's not going to go back to 98 or whatever whatever it was that he was right. doing like the itchy asshole joke that was like, so controversial uh that's not gonna happen dane can have it i think uh, i'm not you i don't want to put words in <laughs> Um, so guys, movies. We always review movies here yeah. on, the, on the show. Uh, you boys had a date and went to see 30 Minutes or Less, Matt and uh, Brian. Was it romantic? Yes. Yes, it was. It was very romantic. She <laughs> bought me popcorn and he held my hand. Did, and it was really weird because there was a well, hole in the bottom of the popcorn well, bucket. And I don't know what happened. What was weird about that? I popped the question afterwards. I said, oh. The question was, <laughs> can you put it in my bum? That's not popping <laughs> no. the question. Please, stop. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> So, uh, 30 Minutes or Less was this movie with Danny McBride and uh, Jesse Eisenberg, done by the director of Zombieland. Let us know quickly, was it good? Was it worth watching? Netflix it. Netflix? You would go with Netflix? I liked it more than Bridesmaids, personally. You liked it more than Bridesmaids? I think Bridesmaids has, like... That's sexist. Bridesmaids has really funny moments, and then a lot of, like... His review of 30 Minutes or yeah. Less is his review of Bridesmaids. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we, we, we keep in mind, Matt, your review of Bridesmaids was thought I'd see titties. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean... Wow. No, but you know what I mean? Like, there's great moments in Bridesmaids, but then there's, like, a lot of waiting for the next great moment. Waiting for the titties. Yeah. Where Got it. 30 so, minutes or less a lot of people call that story. story. Let's do it. Nerd fight. Okay, nerd fight. So, a couple of things 30 Minutes or Less did well. Uh, much like Pineapple Express, it balanced out the action elements to where you didn't feel like you were watching a joke. You actually mm-hmm. felt like there was some real tension there. Like they actually had real circumstances and almost the humor felt natural out of most of the characters, except for Danny McBride and um, Nick Swarston. That felt a little forced, but the, all the humor in out of everybody else felt natural. Like mm-hmm. tension breakers, like these are jokes people are making because this guy's got a bomb strapped to his chest and he needs to alleviate some tension. Right. It, and uh, I I normally don't like Aziz. Uh, I'm sorry? Oh, sorry. he's fucking I great. Don't, I'm allowed an opinion. No, you're not. Like Do you okay. watch Parks and Rec? I don't. Okay. Yeah. Don't. That's That he's would turn so you around because he's so he's great. He's so great. Show. I know him from like that character in Funny People. Just so Randy? Awesome. Oh, he's awesome. Randy. Randy. <laughs> Randy's great. <laughs> Randy is one of the best parts of funny people. Get the fuck I hang out with assholes. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, keep, keep in mind. You're allowed to have your keep in mind. No, this movie changed my opinion of him, is what I'm saying. Well, you let me finish a thought. No. Seriously. What, what thoughts? Uh, uh, keep but, in mind, Tuesday night, we did stand up uh, at the Geekscape themed uh, stand up night, and you got booed by your own friends. All right? Keep wow. in mind, Walton, your friends booed you. Keep in mind those. Keep in mind those friends were Brian Gilmore, who's really a fucking dick, up, who's a dickhead. And I, I told Brian, I said, you fucking boo me. I'll go out there with the fucking microphone, Dude, wrap the cable around your goddamn neck, and kill you. I don't bring up when your wife boos you in the sack, do I? Uh, she can't boo me in the sack. We never play the game. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But um, two married guys here. We please understand where we're coming from here. I'm almost done. Yeah. I'm seriously, it's almost over. You can go back to your show. Just let me finish. <laughs> okay. What okay. you asked me. To do. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so let me so, have the pad. So, I need so, to write so, down so, hostility so, issues. So hostility <laughs> issues, <laughs> anger. So 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 uh, thirty minutes. Aziz Ansari is actually charming. It's it's weird. Yeah. Uh, the girl that plays his sister is very attractive. Uh, Fred Ward, very funny. Um, oh, I fucking love Fred Ward. I didn't know he was in the it. Dash. I'm gonna... Tremors. Um, the movie. Silkwood. But the the movie is not a laugh a minute. It doesn't keep the jokes coming, and there are so many long lulls. If you've seen the trailer and you laughed at the trailer, you've laughed at the funniest parts of the oh, movie, no. which is a trend I'm really starting to hate. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's take the best jokes and just put them verbatim in. Like there. in Green Lantern. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, all the it, funniest jokes were in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, definitely uh, see it on Netflix or ma- a matinee. I'm gonna matinee it. I like but, I like um, Ruben Fleischer. I think he's a good director. Don't feel like you need to rush out and see it because you're not missing anything uh, of great import. Go okay. see The Help instead. <laughs> I, I agree wow. with Walton. It, it actually feels more like Pineapple Express than Zombieland. Loved Pineapple Express there's though. There's definitely moments where you're just like, holy shit, they just. Did that to somebody? <laughs> I like, love Pineapple Express, though. Um, the, the actual bank robbery is okay. Probably pretty awesome. It I mean, really awesome. I'm gonna, you guys are gonna see it. Um, the my favorite movie of the year so far. I'm just gonna say it briefly. I talked about it maybe during South by Southwest when I saw it was a documentary, Senna. It's based on uh, Ayrton Senna, who is an F1 racer um, from South America, and he's based. He was like, it was a legend. Uh, had a tragic ending. It's not spoiling the film for you guys, though. You can just Google the guy and figure out what happened. But there's a documentary that was put out, and it played Sundance, played South by Southwest, where I saw it. And I was not looking forward to going to see the movie. I was like, F1 Racing. Like, who gives a shit about right. a documentary on F1 Racing? Emotionally uh, exhilarating. It is the best movie of the year so far that I've seen. Um, and I like Green Lantern, so my standards are low. Uh, <laughs> but the movie's phenomenal. And cool. if you guys are in the mood for a documentary... You know what? I'm not even going to say that. Go see the film. You're going to end up with a, uh, an experience that you're not going to be able to anticipate. Honestly, you're going to go in there. You're going to be like, eh, "Jonathan's telling me to go see this movie, but I'm not that interested in the subject matter." Ten minutes in, you're interested in the subject matter. By the end of it, you're in tears. I don't know somebody who sat through this movie and didn't cry and feel like we had a major loss when he died. That's my review. What's awesome about documentaries is when they're good, it is totally like. Whoa, because like mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, the only exposure to documentaries I had was like in school, and they were yeah. really boring and slow. And like, I mean, I don't know if documentaries have gotten better or if I just became an adult and could appreciate <laughs> them. But, but like, did, did you see Man on Wire? Yes. The fucking awesome. Oh, that was the best movie of that year. Like, and he has a movie in theaters now called Project Nim about oh, okay. them placing a chimpanzee with a family in the seventies. Whoa. Cool. And the family didn't even know sign language and was supposed to document the, the raising of this chimpanzee, which is a great tie-in for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. But that's a documentary from the pe- folks who did Man on Wire. Yeah, yeah, cool. And it's in theaters now. It's an awesome movie. I mean, some of the best movies this year are documentaries. Yeah. People versus George Lucas. People versus George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an awesome documentary. You like I know that? you're in it, so you can't really... See, but it, it's, that is probably... Cool. I was very entertained in that documentary. Cool. It comes out on DVD and Blu-ray in September. Uh, and I, I, I don't know the deal. Maybe it comes out in November, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll feature it when it's out on DVD. Um, let's get into movie news. World War Z, big zombie movie that based on the the, the book that everybody liked from Max Brooks. It's got um, who's in this? Brad Pitt Brad is in it. Pitt. 
And it's it's basically like a pub. And um, the guy from Breaking Bad just got signed last week. Uh, Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Brian Cranston's in it. Um, World War Z, it's, it, all I know is it's got a release date, December 21st, 2012, uh, right before Christmas, you know? Um, you, you can... December twenty first, two thousand twelve. Isn't that the day in the mind yeah. calendar? Everything's supposed to end. Oh, good. World War Z. So somewhere around there. Yeah. All right. That, that's that's applicable. So we'll, you either won't see it or it'll be the last thing you ever see. So oh, um, <laughs> be great. I guess Marvel has slated two films to be released in two thousand fourteen. So nerds, stay alive. When did um, release dates become the news? No, the release dates are when big. When did that change? I think it didn't used to be news. No, I think I think the reason it's news now is because we really only think that it's probably going to be a Captain America film. And we really don't know what else because Spider-Man is coming. I know it's Mar- not Marvel, but we but they got to think about the, the windows and not going up against their own characters. Marvel and Thor is supposedly 2013. So is this the Doctor Strange movie? Iron Man's also 2013. So like, when is what are they putting in 2014? They're probably going to introduce a new character. The Black Cat. <laughs> the Black Cat. I, I would say Speedball, or or a character by like that. Axel Braun. Black I w- Cat. <laughs> I would direct the Speedball movie. Uh, before he becomes penance. Yeah, before he comes, goes emo. Uh, we're getting hardcore into the comics. Yeah, that was uh, you just you, you blew right by me. Dark Knight Rising. I was Rising? about to drop a Craven the Hunter reference. I was like, Never mind. <laughs> These guys are <laughs> fucking. I love Craven the Hunter. Level. Craven the Hunter would be legit. Actually, if they were to do uh, Craven's Last Hunt as a movie, yeah. I think that would probably be a really be solid awesome film. They intro Craven and then they kill Craven. Yeah. Craven but kills himself, that's right? the one time you're allowed to kill the villain you know, and not piss off the fanboys if you're doing Craven. Who would ki- who would play him? Um, honestly, motherfucker from Deadwood. Danny McBride. Timothy Oliphant. I was about to say Timothy Oliphant. Awesome. Yeah. Craven the Hunter. You put him in some. What about Matt Bell? What about Matt Belknap? <laughs> Listen, guys, I don't want to show off my. <laughs> you're wearing a lion, uh, lion I'm, outfit. I'm, I'm thinking about that. You know, like I don't know why I first thought of. Um, the, just maybe his looks wise is kind of ridiculous, but um, Eric Bana, like I feel like he kind of oh because of the abs of, yeah gotcha. well, he's got a he's got the build I, I, I guess I just want to see him in a in a funny mustache you know like <laughs> Mickey Rourke, Rourke. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Rourke. Wow. that's actually kind of a cool idea. David Tennant <laughs> Mickey Rourke it becomes a documentary yeah sure. everybody every, uh, like half the geeks watching are like Nathan Fillion Nathan Fillion please. Nathan Fillion should play Spider-Man and Craven the Hunter. Nathan Fillion can play Spider-Man's webs. Um, <laughs> Dark Knight. He's that good. Guys. Dark Knight Rises. Last week we said Rachel Vice maybe playing Talia Al Ghul. I know it's Marianne Cotillard or however you say her name. Um, but it's not even a hard name. Yeah. You say it. What? I don't know. <laughs> Cotillard. Cotillard. Meat cutlets? Is that it's you just two said? L's. It's two L's. Just so don't get fooled yeah, by the L's. Yeah. You don't, you don't actually say them. Cotillard. 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 Marion Cotillard. That was the last movie I saw, by the way. It was uh, Midnight in Paris. She was in the uh-huh. movie. Was it good? It was good. The yeah. Woody Allen movie? If you like Woody Allen? It's a sort of your basic Woody Allen movie. Are there titties in that? The titties in that nope. movie? Sorry. Okay, never mind. It's a, it's a, it's a light. It's, it's Worst in his... Me. Worst than Bride's movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not Worse only are there no Rosie. titties, but Kathy Bates is in it, so it's like negative titties. It's like going in, like going in the wrong direction. What are you talking about? About Schmidt was an amazing film. About Schmidt? Titties. Remember? Who, about Schmidt? Yeah, she gets in the fucking That's what I mean. When house. you see Kathy Bates, you think of bad, and then you're, just, you're going down a rabbit hole that you don't yeah, want to Yeah, if, if, if it don't got Spider-Man in it, don't got Batman, don't got no titties, yeah. this is Geekscape. What are we talking about here? It's, is yeah. that Master Chief? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Master Chief does make an appearance. Yeah, it's weird. He's time traveling, and uh, he, he winds up in a few. We 
need to do a midnight in Paris because doesn't he go back in time and meet like all these highfalutin writers yeah, and shit like that? Yeah, how crazy would it be as like F. Scott Fitzgerald and uh, you know Seamus from Metroid <laughs> yeah. pops out? Yeah, we, we should we should do one where Matt Kelly goes, Matt Kelly goes back in time and he just Is meets all these Seamus? fucking video games. Seamus. Seamus meets Sorry. the fucking actually Seamus. <laughs> This is a very different picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing this Irish. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> Matt Kelly goes back and is like, "Show me your titties, Samus." <laughs> it was fucking up because you know how like Pop some them titties out. Some people spell Seamus S E A M U S and Samus is S A M U S. I think that's that's, right. that's the geek in me. You don't have to. to you don't have to apologize. That's why I have to, listen, guys. <laughs> okay. I went for it's a Metroid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna round that in with the guilt. Seamus on Metroid. Um, but the Dark Knight Rises. We saw a picture of the fucking. Or we have video on the side of, of his helicopter. No, it's a hovercraft. <laughs> it's a hovercraft? What the it, fuck is this? Like, it's a hover jet? It's like a hovermobile. Batman, you need to chill the fuck out. All right? Like, quit <laughs> making shit. Have Lucius Fox stop making you shit. Just fucking quit concentrating on the toys. Maybe concentrate on catching the bad guys. All these, like, I don't, you've seen the trailer, right? Like, yeah. He's been in retirement. Was he just... Like, was that in his retirement just building shit? Just mm. toys? I don't fucking know. I am his biographer. But, uh, what, what, what... what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what about this what about this Bane video where Bane is like citizens of Gotham <laughs> and he's like yelling a lot of people on the internet are like what the fuck is up with Bane's voice they're, yeah, sorry they're it's not Joel Schumacher's Bane where he's just like <laughs> no I think the fanboys want it to be more authentic I suppose isn't Bane what the from fuck is authentic? South America it's a, it's a or South Africa book. he's uh, from a, some island prison um, okay. right but off of Either South yeah, America or South off, Africa, I forget. Off Cuba or something. It's okay. South America. But yeah. he, he is the Latino villain, and like he's one of the... Few well, Latino I, villains? I, I almost said that, but that's not true at all. That's the only thing Latinos get cast as. Right. <laughs> <laughs> far and wide, you'll never like, find another Latino villain. <laughs> but hey, Bane. But Bane takes his mask off. He's got a teardrop tattoo <laughs> right nice. next to his eye. But I think that Maybe they, a star on his I'm, I'm going to cut you off on this, because like, yeah. clearly that's not necessarily... there. It's like... That's not necessarily what it's going to sound like in the right. finished film. It's right. just they're just shooting a scene, and isn't his mouth covered with a mask? It could, yeah. it could be. They could dub the whole thing. It Lawrence matter. Fishburne. They could green goblin that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I think it's a little premature. I also think that, uh, and I'm, I kind of ripping off arguments from. Uh, other people on my own website who are like basically this saying is these the, things. This uh, is the thing. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Don't be afraid of, to plug. There's a lot of uh, other, you know, uh, beyond comedy people talk about all sorts of uh, stuff. So in the Dark Knight thread, people were saying, like, oh, this is horrible. Like, but, but honestly, if you had sort of seen some of the stuff that was happening with Dark Knight or, you know, um, Batman Begins beforehand, and you were a hardcore Batman fan, you might have been skeptical. Like, well, this looks this doesn't look like what I thought it would look like. But then it ended up being awesome. So yeah. uh, I just I feel like as much as our instinct is to you know gobble up any little bit of gossip or news from like these things that we love, it's just like just like let it chill the fuck let out. Let it let yeah. them make it, and then we'll we'll all get to judge it harshly or not or whatever we decide um, when it comes out. I have the urge to do this on my own site. Do you ever want to go on there and just be like, shut the fuck up, nerds? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, because one guy was taking it so seriously and, and other dudes didn't care as much uh, about Batman and we're just, make, we're just making jokes. As <laughs> that's as, that's as the as risk you have on a comedy website. Right, right? yeah, people are going to be joking about it. And this guy like didn't even recognize that people were... That he was so in, <laughs> in it. He, was, he couldn't even see that, oh, this guy's just... He's just being funny. He's like, no, you don't get it. Yeah, we have uh, people like that on our site. They're called Ray (laughs) and Satori. Wow. The jokes just go... 
You're, you're going... So is that his, his screen Satori's name? Satori's chilled out a little bit. Satori has chilled out. But Ray, like Ray posting. Ray's Ray. crazy. Oh, I thought that was You're one guy. You're wrong. This movie was. Ray, movie Ray's bad. insane. I think we recommended Attack the Block. Oh, we recommended Attack the Block, and, Ray's and he like, said I was disappointed in it, and I'm like, dude, you're disappointed in everything. Maybe you're not disappointed in anything outward. Have you ever thought about that? Write that down. He's dis- <laughs> I mean, I mean, stop projecting on. Like, stop thinking that this mass media bullshit is gonna fill that hole inside of you, Ray. Like, that's not what it's for. Damn. Okay, it's to take your money. Dropping knowledge. Sorry about that. I'm just going to drop that on you, Ray. Um, it's okay to be miserable. It's not okay to stay there. You got that? All right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> really it, it, it's I don't just, know this guy. It, it, it's just so mean. He's <laughs> got fucking real just now. <laughs> I just want to say that, that you are Ray, loved, you're a Ray. good guy. You're ever, you're, we you, wouldn't be saying this. We didn't care. Take the gun out of your mouth. Do you hear the distant shotgun blast? Oh, all right. So, uh, speaking of uh, cancellations, uh, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> you know what? Here's the point. Though. I, I gotta say really quickly, Ray's not gonna blame you for anything you said because he's the guest. Like fucking Matt Belknap, better Oh really? Oh boy. I was trying to back him up. I was just saying, look, it's not. I hated you in Avatar. Because Ray just. <laughs> Is that, is that a Blake Nelson reference? <laughs> no, 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 the Joel Moore guy. Oh, was it? Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Who's it's all right. Who's he was the, the fucking dude. The guy from Bones. He, yeah, I know <laughs> or in uh, Grandma's Boy. Did you ever see Grandma's Boy? No. How did he see me? <laughs> you're, I'm going to send you a picture, Matt, and you're going to be like, I can't, fuck you, I don't London. know what I look like, Fuck apparently. you, Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah. um, Dodgeball. That's what he would know from. Anyway. He's in Dodgeball. He's in Dodgeball, but um, I still don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the Lone Ranger movie that Jerry Bruckheimer was putting together with Johnny Depp as either Tonto, I think it was Tonto, got like went back to the drawing board. They, they, I guess Disney doesn't want to pay two hundred fifty million dollars for some dude riding a horse with an Indian guy. I, like, I think they uh, they Army Hammer as the uh, Lone Ranger. As Lone Ranger, I don't think that sells a, a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, I'm I, whatever. I mean, Johnny Depp as your sidekick. I mean, come on. Two hundred fifty million dollars seems a lot for a dude on a horse in the West. You know yeah, I don't mean? know how you get to that number. It's yeah. crazy. Um, especially watching like what happened with Green Lantern and their $250 million dollar movie. Like, that was a guy on a horse in the desert. Like, yeah. I think that's where they're learning their lesson. Right. Um, so, you read comics? Are you into this fucking comic I did lesson? growing up. I, You know what? The last thing I read was I, I got into Buffy because I was a big Buffy fan. I read, um, you know, when Joss Whedon started writing Season 8. Season eight. Yeah. yeah. So, that was the last thing I read. And it's actually, oh, wait, you know what? I, I messed up. Uh, before we transition to comics, let's do an interview, right? Yeah. Like, like we talked TV. You want me to go? No, no, you stay oh, here. I'm you, the stay, one. you stay right here. <laughs> we are going to talk um, Fringe, which is a comic book now too, mm-hmm. isn't it? Oh, so, cool. uh, Brian Walton, who did you talk to in San Diego from the cast of Fringe? Tell uh, me, tell I me now. I talked to the girl who plays Olivia. Uh huh. Um, what is her name? I don't know. I, I talked to Olivia. Yeah. I talked to. I I got to talk to the three main people. What? Oh. I thought he was like trying to suggest a name to you, yeah, and he, he just, it was one of your nasty ass fucking. Josh hiccups. Jackson, right? Well, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. Got to talk to. I. He, he got a late. talking to. <laughs> he got a stern talking to. I showed up a little bit late, and um, Kelsey did Kelsey the interview. Covered uh, Josh Jackson, and I'm sure she did a fine job. I haven't seen the. Footage. Okay. Uh, actually, what's great about these interviews? This is the first time Ashton Lauren has taped an interview for us, so we're happy about that. Thank you, Ash. Thank um, you for covering. And uh, she did a great job, but. Uh, I talked to the guy who's the mad scientist guy on that show. 
What's weird is doing these interviews and I don't actually watch them. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and, and then you're on Geekscape and you blank. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I blank all the fucking time on this damn couch. Yeah, My but, wife um, is a blank. But they, they, they were fun interviews. Uh, we actually had a really good time. Uh, some of the questions are a little fun. So. All right. If you guys hear the interviews, we'll be right back. So the main question I wanted to ask was, what was your reaction reading the script when you found out that when you read the season finale, what was your reaction? Well, I think that is one of the, I mean, I think it might even be our coolest cliffhanger. I, I think the image that we had at the end of the first season pulling back from the World Trade Centers is, is going to be probably like the iconic image of Fringe. But uh, making a character not only disappear or die, but erasing him from all of existence, I think is a pretty good cliffhanger. Um, what, was the, what was the most difficult scene uh, to shoot this past season? Um, it's never the ones that you would think are all that difficult. It's always the ones that we're shooting at like 5 a.m. and it's cold and everybody's miserable, but it doesn't look like that on camera. <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head. I've, I've, I don't exist anymore. I've erased all those memories from my memory. Um, as far as the anim animated episode, uh, did you enjoy the voice acting and do you have any plans to do future voice acting? Well, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't really like, because we did this weird sort of, uh, I, they don't call it rotoscoping anymore. That's how old I am. I don't even know the name of the digital process. But back in the day, it used to be rotoscoping. And we sort of did a physical performance that they put the animation and then drew on top of it. So it wasn't quite like doing voice acting. But I, I've done a little bit of that in the past. It's actually quite fun. So yeah, I would do that again. Um, what issues or questions do you hope to, to be resolved this season? Well, the one big one I'd like to have resolved is whether or not I exist. <laughs> and then after that, I'm open to suggestions. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Hey, Geekscape, it's Brian Walton here with Lance Riddick. He has been in Friends. We're going into season four, right? Yeah, yeah the, season four. Uh, I remember when the show first started. You were you were very intense. You you were very much the boss. Now you now you're very much. We've grown to love you. Uh, so, what's it like be able to uh, over several seasons in? in comparison to some of your other characters, to be able to peel off the layers as you progress through the character? Wow, well, you know, it's been, <clears throat> a couple of things have been interesting for me. One is uh, having, watching Broyles, uh, watching the Broyles in the primary universe, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, watching him de develop this relationship with the team that is, is, is really familial. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the same time, you know, once I started playing the alt broils, believe it or not, that gave me a lot more insight into the primary broils. Um, because really, you know, the difference between the two guys, and, and I, you know, it's not just them, I think, in, in, in most of the other characters, except for Astrid, where she, she's actually genetically different in the alternate universe. The, the differences really have, have to do with ch different choices that they made in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so because the alternate bros is so much more human and so you see much more of what that relationship is. My butt just got totally gray, so I'm like laughing. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. that's okay. Yeah. But that, yeah, yeah so. but, but because, you know, the, uh, because you see so much of the, the relationship that alternate bros has with his wife and his children, uh, that you, you only can, inf I could only infer before playing it before, uh, I felt like it just made uh, my ability to play the primary bros richer. Which do you prefer? Are you excited for an alternate day, or are you excited for a primary day? Which one? Well, I have to admit, you know, after playing uh, primary broils for two seasons and then getting to play, uh, I don't want to say essential, well, in, in a in, in large measure a different character, uh, it was a lot of fun. 
And, you know, alternate broils, quite frankly, is, is looser. There's something about him. I don't want to say he's cooler because primary broils is cool, but in a different, but like, cool, like ice. But uh, alternate broils, is, he's more, his, his, he's cool in a warm way, if that makes sense. Oh, no, very much so. And I've always appreciated how you've brought a sense of a paternal emotion for Anna Torv's character, and it's kind of, kind of spread across the whole team. And I, I like how they're your people. And, it's, it's nice to see. I think you do a great, a great job balancing your your enforcer-type character being their boss and then also, what do you guys need to yeah. solve it? Well, that's, you know, that's a fundamental issue that you have to deal with whenever you're playing someone who's in command, especially if you have to play someone who's good at it. So that, it's been a lot of fun. Um, has there been anything at Comic-Con that you've been really excited about? I'm just excited to be here. This is my first Comic-Con, and um, I've never really had a chance to talk one-on-one -on -one with the fans of the show and kind of get their take on everything and um, it's really incredible because everyone is so happy and and um, loves the show so much and it's just so much fun to be around them and it kind of um, reminds you of, of what it is we're doing we're not just telling these stories but we're actually having an impact on people and, and having a conversation that's ongoing that people are talking about it's really cool uh, is there anything here that you're a fan of uh, a lot of things. I'm a Spartacus fan, a Game of Thrones fan, a uh, Walking Dead fan, um, a fan of pretty much anything that's good. Um, if uh, Dirty Sexy Money would have kept going, who do you think you would have ended up with? Who would I, who would I have ended up with as a romantic interest? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lucy's character, Lucy Liu, I don't know. Hey, Geekscapist, Brian Walton here with Anna Torp and John Noble. We're going to have a very interesting conversation here. So, what's it like playing alternate Olivia? <laughs> well, I, I like the, the quirkiness of it because Olivia was so tight and it was so exhausting to play. And then I got this other one where I could just sort of wear a red wig and, and do that and not shoot so many people and have friends. I loved it. It was such a release for me. And then I got to play... Uh, I got to play William Bell as well, uh, so that was good. I had a wonderful year. And what was it like playing Alternate Walter? Well, it was really interesting. You know, uh, Walter is obviously is absolutely my favorite because he's so much fun and he just sort of, you know, he goes anywhere, he's so off the wall. But then uh, Walternet, you know, I was very concerned that Walternet not be, you know, such a, <clears throat> he's not the big evil guy that everybody makes him out to be. I mean, he essentially really he had his son kidnapped from him and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing it together for a while I now, know, right? I know, so I know. I could do that. I could do it or listen to it. So uh, we're going into the fourth season. Uh, Josh Jackson disappeared. You know, it, it, first few episodes, I imagine, are going to be very... Josh Jackson disappeared? <laughs> oh, Peter Jackson disappeared? No, Peter Jackson lost a lot of weight. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah. All his blogs, all his, like, Hobbit blogs. That, what did he do that? He, he looks like Steven Spielberg now. Oh, your mates with him. <laughs> Why did you say something nasty? No, I didn't at all. He was here. I didn't see him. He was here two days ago. You saw Andy. I, no, Peter was here. Oh. I, I heard from Andy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's Andy Circus. This is the Giggle Fest 2011. I did a computer game with Andy Circus. All right. So really quickly, just uh, have we answered any not, of your questions not, not yet? Not as cool as Lord of the Rings. You know what? We we Fringe, season we don't. Four. Fringe season four. Fridays. I'm in a tour. This is fringe. This we'll is find you. Yeah. Who are you? Tickle you. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, thank you very much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. It was great. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Okay. 
So that was uh, the folks at Fringe. Yeah. Uh, talking to uh, our good buddy Brian Walton over here. Throw him shark that shit. That's him right there at the bottom of the screen. What you should do is draw your face on your thumb. And just be like, ha. Ah. Great idea. <laughs> this is me. I'm full of great ideas here on the show. He's not just yeah. insulting. No. He Sometimes he gives you a I, gem like, and you gotta like that's, snatch that's, it up. That's gold. Maybe I'll just tattoo my face on my thumb. Don't fucking yeah. do that. And you know, and <laughs> Matt Kelly is offering you a uh, pen so you can draw a little thing. Go fuck yourself. Go how, fuck yourself. How, how small do you think you could make a really realistic likeness of yourself? On, yeah, like, I don't know. I it's, like, it's like those Chinese dudes. <laughs> it's like a really big head. You have it's a big like, thumb. You gotta, so you gotta have like out. those Chinese dudes brown your name on a piece of rice. You know, just to get like one of those dudes to do it. Like, look yeah, at Matt. I have Matt, no idea what you're talking. Matt about. Kelly is is drawing yeah, yeah, a picture of himself on, on rice all the time. Hey, hey, Matt Kelly, uh, are you drawing a picture of yourself on your thumb? Don't. Yeah, why not? I know what he's going to okay. do with that hand. Yeah, there, and that's yeah. You forgot to make it ugly. Um, so, uh... <laughs> Welcome to Geekscape. Are you enjoying your stay? Yeah. I went from Tim Blake Nelson to some guy in Avatar. I think I'm coming out pretty You know, well. the blue motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's all right. We just that's strangulate cool. you for a bit. Um, so, comics. You said... Uh, sorry to get back to comics now. Yeah. Uh, so, you're into the Buffy season eight. Anything mm-hmm. else you were thinking about picking up? Like, like you ever see a comic and be like, oh, I'm too intimidated? Oh, uh, no. I, you know, sadly, I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, like, I'm just not a big reader anyway. But, um, but yeah, I, I guess... Uh, I don't know. What would I what would I pick up? Give me some suggestions and I'll tell you if I have any interest. Well you in say them. you like the wire. You like yeah. the wire. Um, I would definitely recommend uh, the trades of uh, Gotham. It, it, it's not Gotham, a current book, yeah. uh, but the GCPD. Um, Gotham City Police. No, yeah. it's, what is that? Uh, well, any, major crimes. You, I don't know. I, I would say anything like I don't know. Uh, gr- first off, uh, Greg Rucka just did the first Punisher. Like did a, a number one of Punisher. I wasn't that into it. I think that if you're going to read a Punisher book, Punisher Max with Jason Aaron is the way to go. It's an awesome Punisher book. It really delves with, into his psych- psyche, I think, more than anybody has done. Um, in the fact that right before his family was killed, he really actually hates the imprisonment he feels in a domesticated life because war turned him into a, a monster. And he starts to feel guilt about not being able to be shoehorned back into his, his old life. And that kind of psychology, which he's been doing over the 16 issues that are out so far, is just amazing to me because you do see what I think is the coolest thing about uh, Frank Castle, the creation of this monster that doesn't fit in society. You know, um, If I was to say that you like The Wire and things like that, I would immediately go to another Jason Aaron book, Scalped, that Vertigo okay. puts out. It's uh-huh. basically The Sopranos on an Indian Reservation is what everybody calls it. <laughs> wow, cool. But uh, it deals with an Indian Reservation and uh, one of... Uh, and one of their own kind of moving back after he left for a while, and but he comes back as a federal officer, and the guy who runs the Indian reservation runs a, a giant casino and kills people on a whim and kind of runs things, and there's drugs, there's sex, got your titties in it. Nice. Um, and it's so fucking well written, and there's so many stories that interweave. I recommend that one in trade. I read it in single okay. issues, mm-hmm. and in single issues, I also have that problem where over a month my mind erodes, and I look yeah. at it and I go, "Wait, what just happened?" Well, that was that happened to me with with Buffy. I was just like, "Man, I just want to read this all at once." It's like the yeah. one issue isn't enough story to like, keep, you know. I just it was it was frustrating. Yeah, trades I think is the way to go with something yeah. like Scalped or the kind of stories that you really enjoy. Um, I met with uh, my buddy Mel Kalo at Arkea for lunch this week, and. The dude just, literally he walks in and he's got a bag of trade paperbacks in graphic novels for me. You're humble bragging. 
No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not hung up with bragging, but it shocked me. I was like, you, I mean, there's like $300 worth of trades because if you look at how Arcade does their books, they're so well crafted. I mean, here I have two of the books that he gave me here, and uh, they're just well formatted. This is a really nice presentation. It's a, it's a well done book, and there's a reason that it's $25. But you read this one too, Matt, during. Uh, uh, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, this one's called Rust, and I think Fox is looking at adapting it into a movie or, or a cartoon or something. And it deals with sort of an alternate reality where there's a World War II where we fought automatons, like like uh, kind of like clockwork-looking soldiers. It's very Iron Giant. Okay, yeah, iron, cool. it's a kind of Iron Gianty, and as you can tell, because you don't like to read, there is not a lot of dialogue. <laughs> it's all told yeah, re- yeah. in really clean pictures. But you're right; it's a lot like uh, Iron Gianty. It reminds me of the artwork from Psychonauts, that, that video game on the PS2, mm-hmm. for the old school video game, and it's just really well done. I mean, have you seen a, a word balloon yet? <laughs> like, I'm yeah, flipping through it. One. There, no, there, there's one. a couple yeah. captions. I once dated a girl that had an Iron Giant. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, is that not, is that not wait, what? Wait, you got booed by a friend on Tuesday night? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the part of that joke that was weird is that you dated a girl. <laughs> yeah. Matt Belknap? <laughs> Welcome to Geekscape. <laughs> Feel free to stay. Uh, uh, that one's Rust. I think it's uh, a phenomenal, uh, really quick read. I mean, you can read that thing in 20 minutes. We both read it in an hour. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the other one that I started was called, uh, is called The Grave Dug Freshly. And it feels like an old-time dime novel comic book kind of feel to it. That's what they're trying to, uh, to do here. And uh, the writer, Josh Hetchinger, uh, and the artist... Literally, his 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 name is M P Man. Hey, it's, it's like a screen M- name. M P Man. Yeah, it looks like a like a like a screen name. <laughs> um, but this one is about um, a kid whose family is slaughtered uh, by a band of, of thieves who steal their cattle. It's in the old west, and it's a it's a yeah it's a pick me up story. And um, he and the ghost of the farmhand who was on the farm with them, uh, the, the the farmhand gets shot to shit, and his ghost. Uh, arrives and he and the boy set out for vengeance. To, Check uh, out the to take cover. The Can you hold that up? Yeah, the yeah, cover the... is a bullet coming out of a guy's head. Yeah. So, so, so the little kid, <laughs> whose family is killed, and the ghost go out seeking uh, the people who did this. And so it's got a ghost story. It's got an old Westfield. But then when you look at the artwork, the artwork looks like an old 1940s like newspaper cartoon. Yeah, that's really it, cool. It's really cartoony, but it, it's. Definitely got a lot of violence in it. So you're looking at this old, like um, early. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put some screenshots on the on the screen. Don't, don't worry, I, I won't forget this time. Um, but, you, but you've got some, you've got some like like what looks like kids artwork or like something from a kids book, like an Archie book, uh, but with this kind of cowboy western. Uh, grisly tone You know what right. I mean So it, it, it makes for a really Interesting dynamic And a really great read I've read uh, I read half of it And like You know this, this is a quick read too guys So Arkea has got this book The Grave Dug Freshly um, He brought me so many Damn books I can review them For the next couple months um, So Comics yeah. to recommend. I think we. I think we've we've already cost you some money. You're gonna yeah. go into a comic book store and be like, all right. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I would powers too. Powers? Yeah, that one's yeah. becoming a TV show. Yeah. Um, Brian Michael Bendis's Powers is kind of a um, a city pre like a city precinct type procedural, mm-hmm. but they're super powered. Uh, oh, they're they're awesome. super powered people living in the world. Yeah, so, yeah that's cool. You know, okay. I, this kind of reminded me because I'm sure you guys have covered this a lot. But um, what are you guys? Th- 
what are you expecting out of Tintin? And did you read it? Do you have you any interest in the movie? Motherfucker, we had have you any we had Simon we had Simon Pegg sitting right where you're sitting oh, really? right talking okay. about it. Yeah, we we didn't charge for that shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, you probably could have at that. Point. <laughs> I um. I want to see it just because it's written by Edgar Wright. Yeah. Like, and Joe Cornish, and Joe director Cornish. of Attack like, the Block, those, those two which you hated, right? script is what has me interested yeah. because I remember the Ten Tin cartoons um, more than the comics, mm-hmm. and they always seem very slow to me. But then that trailer and knowing those two guys, yeah, they're gonna write something that's at a quick clip, and that's right. what's got me hooked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I loved. I read them all when I was a kid, and I loved them. They were so great. And um, but I hate motion capture. I hate that whole I creepiness hate, of I it. I hate what Zemeckis <laughs> did. You know, like with. I mean, all that stuff just looks odd to me, and I don't mm-hmm. like looking at it. But. But then Spielberg, kind of a good director. I don't yeah, know. Peter he, Jackson. Yeah. So there's like a there's you know. Who's this Spielberg? Have you, you he heard of this done? guy? He's done a couple things, and I think he's got a. Did a he do Super Eight? I really like Super Eight. <laughs> <laughs> he did this did he, film called yeah. Duel and yeah. 1941. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the same era, 1941. So he knows what he's doing in that era. I don't know. Um, did, did you? Um, did, I mean, based on the trailer, are, yeah. do you think that your fears are going to be? I just, I'm just nervous that I'm not going to be able to immerse myself in it because it's so weird to watch uh, that kind of animation. I don't even know if you want to call it animation, but um, it technically is, I guess. I, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I'm going to go see it. I, I'm going to have an open mind. I do think that story-wise, I'm really excited about it. Um, I just wish they could have done it either traditionally and I don't mean 2D yeah, I mean yeah. like done it you know you wanted to play Tintin this well, is what this is about was... this is what this is shit is about boom <laughs> uh, did that work at all no it, it, it caused them all to go oh yeah he looks like the motherfucker in Avatar <laughs> although you could have had a full head of hair yeah 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 which, which, which I right here am uh, receding right here like this shit's fucking falling out right here oh, I think oh, I want it wow we almost didn't focus on Jonathan for five minutes no no yeah no I think uh Look, I think that could be like a huge because I don't know that like the general public in America like is even knows what right. Tintin is really. But it, the stories were it were such classic adventure stories that I, and there's like twenty of them mm-hmm. I think uh, in the original like you know what, what, when the French guy was on them. Yeah, gosh. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of material to work with. The French guy we're all kind of like you know when that French guy was doing that. Shit. You know, uh, I want to say Hergé. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I, um, Andy Serkis also play uh, is in it. And did you see the Rise of the Planet of the Apes with Andy Serkis? No, I've, I've been, I haven't seen. It. I've been hearing a lot of good dude. Things. A friend of mine, I was on the phone with him yesterday. We were figuring out whether or not we want to see a movie this week, and my friend Mark literally goes, "It's kind of a shame that uh, James Franco, as good of an actor as he is, totally got outacted by a fucking mocap ape." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Not a bad point," but. James Franco did good in the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but Andy Serkis is awesome. Hold on, yeah. I gotta tell a story. Last night we're at the movies. Uh, it's me, my buddy Charles, and Matt. We go to see Thirty Minutes or Less, and Charles and Matt. I'm sitting between them, and they start Popcorn. talking about James yeah. Franco, and they're like, "You know, I'm a straight guy, but James Franco is the one guy I go gay for." <laughs> I didn't Matt, say one guy. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it, it, it was the first time you were thankful not to look for like James Franco. You're, you're, yeah. like, you're like, oh but shit. Then, this is where it gets really weird. Matt chimes in and goes, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then they fist bump over it right in front of me. Like, bam. <laughs> it's the most awkward moment I've ever had 
between two guys. Gay sprinkles shot out of that fist bump <laughs> and, 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 and infected you. I think my exact quote was, Charles, I would be your James Franco sloppy seconds, no problem. Why, well, why don't you guys just finger cuff the motherfucker? You know what I mean? Like, Jesus. Put him on a rotisserie. Put him on a damn rotisserie and just spin him. He was stuck with a fucking hand in a rock. You think just... he hasn't been in a tight place or two? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What part would he chop I can off say, to get out of that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see why you didn't enjoy the movie. <laughs> 30 minutes or less, like that fucking seemed too long with you fucking sitting there stewing between these two guys. Jesus. 129 minutes uh, with mm. that, that follow up, I think. That is brutal. No. I'm, 129 hey, seconds. Right? I'm, totally, I'm totally with you guys. Um, who is he? Yeah, I'm totally with you guys. Am I the only guy who wouldn't phone James Franco? Is this what? Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, oh, thanks. All right. <laughs> Lock the door. That's all Matt, I hear. Matt, you stay. Didn't even think about the implications. Just I heard the compliment and I. Fucking actors. Fucking actors. Always like. Uh, uh, yeah. Who's an actor? Yeah, I'm not uh, an actor, but oh, he's just talking I'll about take it. Fucking actors. No, let's no, no, no. fucking, fucking actors. Fucking actors. Is there any one better of our best topics? You, you'd be an actor, though. Like your personality on these websites, on this yeah. uh, uh, podcast.com. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm an on-air personality of sorts. You like that? I mean, you do some of the stand-up yourself, don't you? Uh, you not really. That? No. Why not? I, I have. I I just I didn't get into it uh, at a young age, and then when by the time I it occurred to me to try it, it was like kind of too late. No, so. no, 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 no. Like. You do you guys all do that? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, in this guy right here, this this guy, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he does it. You supposedly were incredible Tuesday night with your character, your Saint Mort character. He he's on the guitar and he plays a character you, that's. Like, you can't call it. He does stand up and me. It's I, just, I just amazing. Like putting together comedians and hosting yeah. the show mm-hmm. and enjoying being around. It's I'm never. A, I'm a lot like. That's kind of what I. Matt, do. it's yeah. never yeah. too late to follow your dreams. Well, it's not really my dream. I guess you're kind of what is your dream? What is your dream? <laughs> like it's never kinda, too late. Like let's whatever your dream your is, dream. whatever well, your dream is. I, I, I want to do a podcast for free. What I'm, is, I'm living my dream. Okay. I get to, I get to uh, you know, do a, a funny show every week with with people I really enjoy spending time with, and I get to make a living doing it. So that's that's pretty awesome. Okay, that's some gay shit. But yeah, I'm no, 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 kidding. It's pretty. Um, I, got, I got a little Franco right there. <laughs> <laughs> we totally got Franco. No, I, I, I'm in, I, I, I'm into that. I respect. I think that's great. Um, guys, honestly, uh, a special It's a, the comedy website that Matt runs, and uh, you can listen to him on part on uh, podcast. Dot com. Yeah. The, the actual show is uh, Never Not Funny with, Never Not Funny with Jim Pardo. Yeah. Um, and of course, Doug Loves Movies. Doug Loves Movies. Uh, Bear Down. Bear Down. Bear Down. Yeah, I talk about Bear Down. That's sure. a good call. Yeah. yeah, this is one of the few guys I've ever met who's, who's ever. I actually almost wore that shirt today. I have a shirt for <laughs> it, that show. It's a great podcast. I don't yeah. follow football. And it's, it's basically, the, it only takes place during the Bears season. And it's kind of a, a it's a recap of the football game. Mm-hmm. But it's. They don't really talk the football that much. It's about life. Here it is. It's it's Matt Walsh, co-founder of the UCB, Scott Armstrong, guy who wrote um, Old School, Hangover mm-hmm. 2, uh, and then a rotating group of uh, character actors and comedians and stuff. Mm-hmm. And guys like Horatio Sands come in. Um, Ron Livingston came in one time. There's just like a lot of funny people come in. And mostly it's, Chicago natives. Mostly Chicago. Like, uh, friends of Matt's from Chicago. And it's the show is three quarters comedy and one quarter talking football. about football. Like they're, these guys are passionate Bears fans, but most of the show is just bits where right. they like someone comes in and does a character, and uh, Horatio Sands 
did a character of uh, this is the part of the the lore of the Chicago Bears is that they had cheerleaders until I don't remember like the early '90s or something, and then the uh, Virginia McCaskey owns them and she got rid of them. But so <laughs> Horatio Sands. Once they did the Super Bowl shuffle, they're like, let's just have yeah. them dance. Yeah, that's all you yeah. need. You don't need women anymore. But anyway, Horatio Sands played a, 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 a grizzled, washed up old Bears cheerleader <laughs> from the 80s. And one of the funny, if you listen to, if you go to um, beardownpodcast.com and check out the best of 2010 episode, that's all the best sketches from the last season, you will hear that character and a lot of other really funny stuff. Oh. Oh, Nick Swartzen from uh, 30 Minutes or Less is, is on an episode playing Brett Favre. Really, really funny. But how much is that going to run us? That's free. Oh, shit. That's 100% oh, free. Shit. Yeah. Bear Down. Bear Down. Is it beardown.com or? Beardownpodcast.com and, uh, you know, it's or you can find it in iTunes. Just search for Bear Down, and um, yeah, it's really fun. I, you know, I think people steer clear of it sometimes because they're not uh, they're not uh, football fans, which I'm also not a football fan. But it literally is like you have to maybe deal with a little football talk to get to some really funny stuff. And for some of you guys, it may be an intro to actually being coming interested in the sport. Yeah, that's you know, that is have possible. you found yourself? It has, becoming, hasn't happened with me. It hasn't happened with you. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm like a casual. Right. I, you know, I watch the Super Bowl and, and a couple of playoff games every year, but. Um, and it does because I'm in the room with those guys every week. I do sort of, you know, find myself like paying a little more attention to the standings. But I, I really don't care. It's 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 more like I was a guy who knew how to produce a podcast, and so that's how I got involved. Um, speaking of hanging out with funny friends, funny guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week I told you guys that we were going to uh, be talking about talking to the people behind Children's Hospital from San Diego. I didn't run the clip. You guys know from the hour, the one hour, 40 minute podcast from last week that we had a ton of interviews. Um, I'm going to run that footage now. These are interviews with the folks uh, from Children's Hospital. Who do we got here? We've got everybody. Um, yeah, we got Ken Marino. Uh, I don't, um, Ken Marino, David Wayne. Uh, we definitely talked to um, Paul Shear uh, mm-hmm. again. Uh-huh. I think we interviewed him <laughs> yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. We're talking to him. Uh, Man, he's such a nice guy. I ran into Paul Shear's awesome. At Robert Rodriguez's party. He's so cool. Uh, and then... Um, Cordry? Rob Cordry. Rob Cordry, Cordry. yeah. Uh, we got to talk to him. I think we talked to Rob Hubel. Okay. Well, guys, uh, here are some interviews. Meg Turney was the correspondent here on these interviews. Uh, shot by Brian Gilmore, so you can tell the low angle. Um, and what were you going to add? Oh, just that Slave Leia cosplay. Every And she's dressed as Slave Leia, and you can just <laughs> see the interviews going. Uh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, weird. Yeah. That, yeah, you know, Ken Marino was just on Never Not Funny, and he was mentioning how he was at Comic Con and tried to. He wanted. He asked that's her. Meg. He that's could, Meg. That's Meg. That's, that's who crazy. He's yeah, about. he they was like, to switch outfits. yeah, he wanted to switch trade outfits with her and, and go out to the panel wearing the slave land costume, and she wouldn't do it. So. It's a way to get her out of the costume. It, 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 it um, such, she's a tiny girl. So how funny! This, this is all gone full circle. Full circle, guys. Uh, here are those interviews. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm back again with John Stearns, this time talking Children's Hospital. So, Children's Hospital has been quite a hit. Um, did you ever think it would be this big when it started off as a web series? When we started as a web series, not only did we have no vision of it as a TV series, we actively didn't want to do a TV series. We were, we're having so much fun making it as a web series that we were afraid that we would ruin that experience. Um, we were particularly fortunate that there's an 11 minute, a 15 minute format out there so we didn't have to truly reinvent it and a supportive organization, Adult Swim, that let us continue with the same mentality and attitude that we had as a web series. So all we knew is that we would, at that point, that we were going to continue to enjoy ourselves. Whether people would watch it, um, 
I still don't know if people are watching. What I don't understand anything about ratings and numbers. I call up and I ask them, and they send me these huge spreadsheets. I'm like, oh, I don't understand this. <laughs> and it's a great good or bad. Is that what you is that what you ask? Just good or bad? That's right. I say, are we still on the air or are we not on the air? Because that's the only thing that I'm kind of keeping track of. Um, I'm thrilled to say that we don't have to worry about that so much. That Adult Swim is supportive of it, and ratings. I understand that we win our time slots. People are clearly watching. It's going on so well, and it's caught on. And now you have another spinoff series of with um, NTSF SD SUV. That's right. It should be a good companion to Children's Hospital. NTSF SD SUV is a another genre parody, but this in the TV crime uh, procedural, the CSI's 24 Hawaii 50. So the, the trick there, it's, it literally runs right after Children's at 12.15 on Thursday nights. The trick is to have it be part of the same family, but a completely unique, independent show. And uh, they really do, I think, fit well together. I mean, the, the contributors and the people involved, there's a lot of similarity, and we're all part of the same family. I know you have to go, so just one last question. What can we expect from season four, which I know you guys are going to start shooting soon? Well, yeah, we're going to start shooting in a few months. We're just getting into the scripts now. Um, one of the things we're always trying to juggle is the special episodes, which is when we break format or it's a, everything takes place. This season we had something where everything took place at night. We have an episode that's everything is going to be uh, in a theatrical setting. We have another uh, news magazine behind-the-scenes episode, uh, which we call our newsreaders um, spinoff and uh, so we're always attracted to what are these other breaking format special things we can do and I ha we haven't quite defined that but also can we can we start to looking at relationships between these characters that haven't been explored before we've been going kind of going on faith that these characters show up and everyone thinks that they're consistent and every episode the relationships are completely different. There's one episode where Rob Hubel's been married to Megan Mullally for the past two years and it never came, or to, um, uh, to, to he'd been married for two years and having an affair with Megan Mullally in the next episode. Two other people have been living together that it never came up before. So we don't truly have to worry about continuity, but now we're saying, all right, what couplings haven't we done before? And what conflicts haven't we done before? And the audience isn't expected to care about these things. We're just looking for new dynamics. I know that doesn't sound very interesting. No, absolutely, it does. But that's the kind of thing that goes along goes on in the uh, in the writing process. Thank you so much for talking to us today. It was good to see you again. It was a pleasure. I heard from somebody that there was like actually a panel about yeah. the Princess Leia. Whether or not it objectifies women. Oh my God! It doesn't. Boy, it's like they don't have enough panels. They need that that yeah. one. Yeah, hold on, guys. Can we get an objectifying women panel? Yeah, I guess I'm. I guess like I know it's a really divisive issue. Does it objectify women? Does it not? And I guess my opinion is, who cares? Right. I mean, if you're not a woman, you shouldn't get to say. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yeah. You're exactly. objectifying women at all times in your mind. Um, no, yes, yes. yes. Uh, don't try to not holding them up as objects of of my. Yes, desire and fantasy. That's of your yes. Is that is that is that banned? No. Good. Then I objectify women. <laughs> I'm glad I got you to admit that. So, Children's Hospital, congratulations. Oh, and I'm a rapist. <laughs> oh, that feels so good to get off my chest. <laughs> oh my God! I fight at Comic Con. I came out of the closet as a rapist. <laughs> we're just we're gonna take that one part out, and that's just gonna haunt you from now on. <laughs> so, welcome to Comic Con. Is this your first Comic Con? Uh, this is my third. 
Oh wow! So did you wear this the first time you came, or? Um, no, I've just never had the guts. I've never had that. I, my stomach looks really good. Right now, I'll show you. Get it in there. Beautiful. So, like, no, that's it's actually it's exactly perfect what right Carrie now. Fisher looked like when she wore it. It's perfect right now for that, but I just don't. It's just too cold in here. So did, when you started Children's Hospital as a web series, did you ever think you would take it to television? No, actually, I, uh, I kind of swore that I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, um, I had no interest at all. And, and I found out that there was, it was only when I found out that there was this 15-minute format that I, that I thought about it, you know, more. What's the biggest difference between web TV and, and TV TV? Well, I don't know. You get a little bit more money, uh, but not a ton. And, uh, you know, it's longer. It's twice as long. That's really it. I mean, you know, I can't say, uh, can I swear? Yeah, this? Absolutely. I can't say cunt, uh, as far as I know, on Adult Swim. Uh, but uh, you, you should know. try it. Slip that in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You can't use it as an adjective either. That's what I tried. That looks cunty. Is that how you would use yeah, that? This cunting day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how I heard you talking earlier about making jokes you've never made before. How difficult is it? I mean, it must not be very difficult because you work with such funny people. To cut down the show, you know, cut out, like, the jokes that you like. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Uh, exactly. It's hard. So, I mean, I'm sure you, you, you clearly work with lots of funny people. Is it harder to cut down the show or to come up with jokes that you guys think oh, are funny? yeah. Well, oh, God. I mean, that's just an ongoing cycle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, coming up with these jokes that are, like, yeah, like, birthing at times. Uh, now, that's objectifying women. Describing <laughs> writing jokes as birthing. Um, but, but, uh, but... And it's just as hard, yeah, to cut them. And sometimes so nonchalantly, like, eh, yeah, let's just lose that. And you're like, oh, my God, six months ago I was crying over this joke. And I'm like, eh. What's your, what's your, the one that got away that you wish you hadn't cut? Oh, my God. that's On the spot. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Uh, I, uh. Was it that? That was the joke? That was fantastic. That was a good reimagining of that joke. I guess I don't. I guess I like once it's gone, I just try and not think about it anymore. <laughs> it's gone. I hate I it. No it's idea. dead to me. I no idea. So how did you get involved with Children's Hospital? Um, well, Rob Corddry, uh, who I love, is we did a movie together way back, and, and he called me up and said, hey, would you be interested in doing the second season of Children's Hospital? And I had seen the web series and loved it. It's silly, stupid, crazy, nonsensical humor that I love, and uh, I, was, I jumped at the opportunity. What has been the craziest thing you guys have done on set? Oh my God, what haven't we done? <laughs> yes, these yeah, are the stories exactly. I want. Um, I don't know, God, you know, making out with ladies and, you know. Again, you straddled me, now you're making out with making ladies. Out with ladies, raping Rob Corddry's character, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Just your regular everyday kind of thing. That's, that's pretty much what we do. When you're shooting a short format show, is that so much different than shooting feature league films? And which one do you prefer? Yeah, um, I, there there isn't really a preference. It's just there's definitely a difference. I mean, you know, we're in and out. No pun intended, or take it as you will. Um, but we're gonna take it. You take it. I knew you would take it. I, I knew you would take it. Um, but I think that uh, it's just it's it's fun because it's. It's quick, it's easy, you know, I, this cast is just great and I feel like we've all got such a rhythm going now, we all know each other really well, so 
it's family, you know. And when you go on a feature, it's new people, and you're there for three months, and then you're and then you're out, and then you don't see them again. So, it's just a different vibe as far as you know, coming to set and seeing familiar faces, which is always great. So, is this your first Comic Con? No, this is my third. Oh, you're a veteran. Have you yeah. come as a fan, or have you been here promoting? No, we were here promoting Watchmen. Oh, of course. Yeah. So we were here uh, to introduce some of the cast before we ever shot it, and then to show the first trailer ever when we after we had done it, and it was awesome. I love Comic Con. So, are you looking forward to seeing anything, or are you actually going I'm, to the show floor? Yeah, I would like to go on the show. I think we have like an hour and a half today of free time, so we're gonna go splurge and, and check it out because I love like seeing all the costumes and yours is beautiful. Yeah, but are you gonna? We can just switch clothes. Right here, right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Let's <laughs> this do is it. fantastic. Just turn the camera it's off fine. for a second. <laughs> is this your first Comic-Con? We came last year as well, and it was really fun. I'm happy to come back. Is there anything you're looking forward to seeing on the show floor? I, You know, I just like walking around and checking everybody out. It's really fun. There's, like, there's throngs of people and a mass of just crazy stuff to look at. So I'm, I'm hoping we get a little bit of time to do that. Our day is pretty tightly packed, but... Um, it was very fun. Are you a nerd inside? Did you like Star Wars as a kid, or? Uh, you know, I like yes and no. I think I had my other nerdy things. Like I was just like way too into um, My Little Ponies and like. There's a big My Little Pony booth here. Did there? you see? I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, like I liked all of the. I was like, not like a nerd like sci-fi, but. Like, I loved all of the, like, time-traveling books and wizards and, like, things like that. So, How did you get involved with Children's Hospital? I did a show with Rob Corddry that I, I'm sure it's your guys' fa everyone's favorite show, The Winner. You know, that was glorious six episodes <laughs> that went down. We won so many awards. So weird that we got canceled. Um, I did that with him and stayed friends, and he just called me up one day and said, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to do it? And... I said, yes, of course. So I felt very, very lucky to get in on it because they write so well for women and they let us, just everybody, we get to do so much fun shit. How do you relate to your character? Uh, I, you know, I think my character gets to say, she's very abrasive and dark. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was listening to Kim Marino uh, interview somebody. She's like, she says all this the shit that, She's so blunt, so there's like, you know, there's some times when I would like to, I, I can be very blunt, and so I think in ways like that, but not much, dude, she's an asshole. Do you get that your frustration's out through your character? Totally, totally, I mean, she's like beat people up, and she's, uh, she's just, she's very rude. <laughs> she's a dick. I like when I ask if you can relate, you're like, well, sometimes I'm a dick. Listen, I can be a dick, everyone can be a dick. Uh... But I do, I get to get it out, and then I go back to being my just super pleasant self all the time. Hey, how are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? I'm Meg, nice to meet Hi, you. Meg. nice to meet you as well. John? Let me steal your warmth. I've been joking that I'm shaking people's hands just to steal their warmth because it's freezing in here. Hey, really? Oh, wait, hold on one second. Thank you so much. Remember that I was kind of rude. Now it's rude no, to you there. No, incredibly rude. No, you're Sorry, just offending everyone here. I know. That's, uh, that's so I only get one own. question. So when am I going to see you in a slave layout outfit? When are you going to see me in a what? In this. Do you have an extra one? Yeah, I could lend you this one. I would put it on and I would do the uh, panel in that if you, if, if, uh, if you had one. You know what? Actually, that would be terrific. Do you, can I wear it? Yeah, absolutely. Is, is, this, is this fake? This part is fake. 
I would wear that and go out in that. Ken, I would, I really, seriously encourage you to do this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the top will fit around your rib cage, but we can try and make maybe, it work. Maybe we can. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't move. It's like it's hard plastic. Um, it might be I a little small, but we can. That part is, but this this part right here that goes around the rib cage is not. He'll be all right. I'll try it. Listen, I'm not calling you fat. I'm not saying that you're no, you have a bigger I'm, I'm rib cage than bigger, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly bigger than you. Yeah, Let's not. The panel starts in two, a couple of minutes. Can we get started? Do you really? Do you really want to? Uh, yeah. I'll. I'll. But what are you going to wear? Did you yeah, I don't know. Else? No, I didn't. Um, but I'll see. You, I'll you lend can wear you. my shirt. I'll, okay. I'll. I'll absolutely give it to you. Um, I don't know. You can't wear my. I mean, you, I guess you could wear my pants. How long is the panel? A half uh, an hour or so. I just have to hang out in, in, in your clothes for an hour. Yeah. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> okay. You know how much people pay to wear his clothes? Charity auctions. What are you talking about? Um, I'm going to get you naked. That's now that. that I, would, I would love to wear that. Oh, I can't wear the shoes. Guys, we oh, used no. to. No, no you can't wear the shoes. The real Leo was barefoot. Was this she? Is, yeah, this no. is bullshit. This, this is not bullshit. <laughs> this probably won't fit you. I'll try it. There are underwear in it. You can wear the, there's underwear inside here. I'd love to wear You want to wear my underwear? Guys, you just get on with it already? <laughs> yeah, you have a minute. All right. This should be cool. like a, a bit. Cut to. Bye. <laughs> I'm not going to do it on camera. <laughs> yeah, that was, we were walking out. You you ruined, the, that was like the bye. Yeah, that was a, well, now okay. let's walk out this way. And then oh, okay. You just stay there. Oh, no, you just stay there and we'll walk out of so those are the people behind uh, Children's Hospital, and I, I need you guys to uh, put your pants back on after seeing Meg in the Slave Leia outfit. We, we've got a, we got another minute or two here with Matt Belknap, and he gets uncomfortable when that happens. You're uncomfortable with them uh, having their pants on. You wear whatever you want. Although, okay. So, yeah. put these back on? Oh, well, Matt Kelly's in the room, Maybe and he do, himself yeah. is... If you would put your pants on, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, if you were to shave, you'd look like Matt <laughs> 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 oh, You're looking for the good <laughs> We're going to Franco the fuck out of you. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, <laughs> I used to look a little like Donnie Wahlberg from New Kids on the Block. Yes! Yeah. He was great. Did you ever see that show Boomtown he was in? Was he in Boomtown? Uh, I love that show. Wait, which one was that? Chances was, are Matt um, Belknap has not was, seen it, that it show. It was a cop show in L.A. Uh, and it was... Oh, right, right, the, right. The, every episode was the start of a case to the finish of a case within the police. Oh, So oh, it cool. was like... the. The police uh, patrolman, the right, police right, right, then right, the right. detectives, then this, like it was actually yeah. really cool. That guy's been on like a hundred cop shows because then it's he was he was on the it, one it, with Tom Selleck. Uh, yeah, he's still on that one. It, 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 it's better uh, than him saying, "Hey, you look like uh, Donnie Wahlberg when he was at the beginning of Sixth Sense as yeah. the heroine." <laughs> no, that was, a, that That's was a cop show on yeah. That'll last forever. Um, yeah, so, so guys, uh, if you want more Matt, and who doesn't? Who doesn't? We're literally going to screw him after this uh, episode's over. Uh, the places to check him out is uh, a specialthing.com. That's his comedy website. Get on the forums. Talk to uh, you guys. He told you who's on those forums. And pretty awesome comedians. Um, yeah, you can ask Doug any question you have for Doug Benson. You can go in there. There's a Q&A thread for him and uh, a lot of other fun stuff. And, and, and we also want you guys to listen to Bear Down at beardownpodcast.com. Go to podcast.com and listen to Never Not Funny with Jimmy uh, Pardo and Friends. And then, of course, uh, Doug Loves Movies. Uh, Matt is a producer of all those. We're actually going to fire Brian Walton and have Matt produce this show. <laughs> First thing he's going to do is make me edit three cameras together. Uh, you're done. Um, but, guys, go visit our buddy Matt Belknap. Uh, he's now a Geekscapist. He'll be a Geekscapist forever. Oh, nice. And we appreciate you guys being Geekscapists. So, we're here... Throughout the week, even though it's a one-day-a-week uh, podcast, you just have to visit us on the Geekscape website at geekscape.net. Also, we're on Facebook, Twitter, 
YouTube. If you want more Geekscape, that's where you can find it. Just search for Geekscape. Uh, Matt Kelly, anything you want to add? No, good, thanks. Um, Brian Walton, you doing all right? We're good? We can finish the show. Everybody feels good? I think we had a good episode. All right, Matt, thank you so much. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week with, uh, I think we have Conan, the Barbarian, comes out, and then some other fucking movie. <laughs> I think Conan uh, O'Brien was uh, going to be here. Actually, next week is the Garfunkel Notes episode. Very special musical episode. Oh, very cool. Sweet.